0: Hi, I'm Stephen Apt, and here at Divine Savior Church, we believe that Jesus changes lives. And so, as you listen to this message today, it's my prayer that Jesus brings your heart peace and hope once again. Uh, Afterwards, if you wouldn't mind liking, sharing, and subscribing so that others can hear about Jesus, we'd be grateful for that. Thank you. We are in a, a series right now called We Want to See Jesus. And what we've been doing over the past eight weeks is we've been walking through the Old Testament scriptures, seeing our Savior there. Uh, He's not just a New Testament figure. He's there throughout the entire Old Testament. And we've seen that as we look at how he's foreshadowed and prophesied about uh, in the Old Testament scriptures. And what we've also seen is we've been seeing the overarching salvation plan laid out from the beginning of time. Uh, I, I, we cover this every week, but it's so important to understand the, the rest of Scripture is that Adam and Eve were created, humanity was created to be with God, to have a relationship with God, to love God, God loved them, to live together forever. But then Adam and Eve followed Satan. They listened to Satan instead of God. They followed him, they were guided by him, they were directed by him, and they listened. They followed their heart's desire and they ate from the fruit of the tree that God told them not to eat from. And immediately it brought death uh, into the world. It brought sin into the world. Everything started to decay. But the most important and the, the, the biggest travesty was the break in the relationship between God and humanity. When Adam and Eve ate from that fruit, it was a decisive statement to say to God, we don't trust you. We don't want to follow you. We want to do what we want to do, not what you want to do. And they sided with the devil. And if you were God and if I were God, I think we'd just blow it all up. But that's not what God did. Instead he said, Satan, you made friends with my people, but I'm going to break up that friendship by sending a savior. And that's what the whole Old Testament is about. That's what all of Scripture is about, is God redeeming us, restoring us, reclaiming us, bringing us back from our relationship with the devil to our relationship with God. And the key figure in it all is Christ our Savior. And so today, what I want to talk about is this question. Who is shepherding you? That's a weird question because we're not sheep. <laughs> we're, we're not a flock. Uh, we're not an animal. And yet we're very much being shepherded. It doesn't matter who you are. You, even if you're not a Christian and you're here today, you are being shepherded by someone. Because what's a shepherd's job? To not only guard and protect, but to lead and guide to a place. To lead and to guide and to to provide that leadership where you're leading them somewhere, and we're all being guided, we're all being influenced, we're all being led by someone or something. And so who are you listening to? Is it the government? Is it the superstars you follow on Twitter and TikTok? Is it the teachers in the school district? Is it friends? Is it family? Who is guiding and leading you? And what is their message to you? How are they guiding you and leading you? And why is this so important? Is it too dramatic to say it's a matter of life and death? Because that's what I'm going to tell you right now. It's a matter of life and death. And that's what the Jewish people found out. In Jeremiah chapter 23, the Jewish people found out it really does matter who you're listening to and it really is a matter of life and death. If you were here last week, we looked at Josiah uh, who was a boy become king. He was eight years old when he took over the throne of Jerusalem and sat there in the the land of Judah ruling the people. And he was a great king. Uh, He tore down the altars, he burned up the idols, He revamped and restored the temple to be a place where we worship the Lord, he said. Uh, They celebrated the Passover for the first time uh, in a long time. That was 622 B.C. Do you know how long it took for the people to get back to their old ways? Twelve years. That's it. Twelve years. King Josiah died in battle against the Egyptians, and the next kings after him... We're all evil. And 12 years may seem like a long time. Maybe it doesn't. Consider this, though, and it's a, I think it's a really interesting way of looking at it. September 11th, 2001 was just over 20 years ago, and after that, we, after that incident, the next Sunday, was the biggest church attendance in a long time. 20 years later, we were at the lowest church attendance across Christianity in America. It doesn't take long to go back to our old ways. And so God sends Jeremiah to Jerusalem, to the kings. He sends Jeremiah to the people to confront them. And here's the message Jeremiah brings Jeremiah 23, uh, 1 through 6. We're going to start with the first two verses here. Here's what Jeremiah says Woe to the shepherds who are destroying and scattering the sheep of my pasture, declares the Lord. Therefore, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says to the shepherds who tend my people. Because you have scattered my flock and driven them away and have not bestowed care on them, I will bestow punishment on you for the evil you have done, declares the Lord. Harsh message from the Lord. And who's it directed to? Woe to you, shepherds. And who's he talking about? The king's? and the priests. Uh, We may not really think of a king as a shepherd, and yet in Israel that's exactly what they were supposed to be. They were supposed to guide, they were supposed to lead, they were supposed to protect, uh, they were supposed to look after the physical welfare of the people. But an additional responsibility for the kings of Jerusalem was to look over the spiritual well-being of the people. They weren't the priests, they weren't doing the sacrifices, but they were to make sure that the Lord was worshipped and it was the Lord and the Lord alone that the people went to. And they didn't. Instead, what did the kings do? They brought in idol worship. They said, the Lord's fine, but we're going to worship these idols over here. The idols of sexuality, of wealth, uh, the idols of the nations around us. We're going to worship them. And then they enslaved their own people. Uh, To build themselves new palaces and better palaces, they made their own people work for free. And they got rich on corruption, extortion. They didn't care about justice in the land. And so not only were they, they guiding and leading the people into idolatry, they were showing the people that this is the way to live. You want to get ahead in life? Be corrupt. It's okay to carry out extortion and it's okay to get ahead through evil means because there's no justice in the land this is what we do and so what did the people start doing being corrupt being caring only for themselves taking matters into their own hands led away from the lord but then at the end of chapter 23 here jeremiah addresses the priests and he says woe to you priests Who commit adultery and live a lie. Maybe physical adultery, but for sure spiritual adultery. What the priests were doing was they they would say to the people, We're priests of the Lord. And then they wouldn't confront sin. They wouldn't call evil evil. Instead, they said, We're good with the Lord. Why? Because we have the rights and the sacrifices, and the rituals that we do. You come here and worship at the temple or the synagogue, you're good with however you're living, whatever you're doing. The Lord is happy with us. Because look, we've got the rituals, the rites, and the sacrifices. And the Lord says, you're committing spiritual adultery, priests. You are, you are acting like you're my priest, but you're leading the people into idolatry and sinful lifestyles. Woe to you, shepherds. Woe to you, shepherds. And it leads to your first point this morning. Point number one. Bad shepherds, give us what we want to hear. And this is the saddest part of all. It's not like the majority of Jerusalem's crying out to God saying, why did you give us these shepherds? This is what the people wanted to hear. The majority of people wanted this message. They wanted the message of, we're okay in life, If I come to church on Saturday, because that was their their day of worship, if I come to the temple on Saturday, and then I, I do the sacrifices and the rites and the rituals, and then I can go out and live however I want, that's what they wanted to hear. They didn't want to be confronted over sin. And how do we know it? Because no one accepted Jeremiah. Jeremiah is out there preaching. Repent. He's out there preaching. Turn from your ways. And how do the people treat him? They put him in stocks. They put him in prison. They threw him into a well. They tried to kill him. The prophet of the Lord, who has brought the word of the Lord to repent, was completely rejected by the people because they didn't want to hear it. They wanted to hear what they wanted to hear. And there were bad shepherds willing to tell them exactly what they wanted. What about you? Who are you listening to? Who's shepherding and guiding you? Whose voice are you listening to? An author named Chad Bird wrote a book called Limping Along with God. It it, it shows a a devotional book that's based on the life of Jacob in the Old Testament. And there he says, uh, a lot of times we like to think Jesus is is the type of God who comes to check on us on, on a monthly basis. Comes over, has a cup of coffee with us, gives us some encouragement, see how we're doing, and then goes down to the the next house to see how the other disciples are doing. Uh, But he's a God who respects our boundary. And he says, we often want to hear the message, you do you. Follow your own heart. Be who you want to be. You define who you are. And isn't that the American way? Be you. You do you. Follow your heart. You define who you want to be. And Chad Bird says that's the very American way. It's also the way of Satan. That philosophy and that way of living and thinking is the way of the devil. And if you go back to the garden, isn't that pretty much what he tells Adam and Eve? You do you. God tells you not to eat from this tree. Why would you listen? Do what you want to do. Do you really want to eat from that tree? Eat it. Be who you want to be. Do you want to be someone who knows good and evil? Of course you do. Be who you want to be. Follow your own heart. Doesn't the fruit look desirable? Doesn't it look good? Follow your heart. You define who you are god knows you're going to be like him if you eat from that tree don't you want to be god define who you are it's a way of satan and it's what we hear out in the culture today isn't it who are you listening to we turn to the government and what's the government shout your body, your choice, and just about anything. Who is to take your freedoms away? If you feel a certain way, do it. If you are a boy and you feel like a girl, go ahead and be a girl. Follow your heart. Be who you want to be. You define who you are. We turn to American Christianity And sadly, there are a lot of pulpits that preach that same message every Sunday. You're fine just the way you are. Don't change. Be your authentic self. God loves you just the way you are, even if just the way you are is living in sin. You turn on Netflix. You turn on any of these shows, and what's the overarching message? Is it leading you? Into that same philosophy? Is it leading you into those same thoughts? And are you listening? The music we listen to, what are the lyrics telling you? The friends you have, what advice are they giving you? Who is shepherding you? And are they telling you what you want to hear or what you need to hear? For the people, they had bad shepherds over them, and it led them away from the Lord down a sinful wrong path and so what the lord tell the shepherds i'm going to punish you i'm going to punish you which is pretty comforting for you and me today because you look out there and we see bad shepherding being done we see corruption we see extortion we see all this and we, we sometimes think they're just getting away with it no they're not the god of this world knows it The God of this world sees it and there will come a day when those shepherds will be punished because they've scattered and driven the flock away. But the Lord also says this about the people. Three and four. I myself will gather the remnant of my flock out of all the countries where I have driven them and will bring them back to their pasture where they will be fruitful and increase in number. I will place shepherds over them who will tend them, and they will no longer be afraid or terrified, nor will any be missing, declares the Lord. Did you catch what God's going to do to the people? Scatter them. He essentially says to the Jewish people, you're living this lifestyle, this comfortable lifestyle in Jerusalem where you've been born and raised, you're comfortable here, you have wealth here, you're doing what you want here, yeah, I'm going to scatter you. You will be uprooted and driven away to the countries that I will scatter you, scatter you to. Why? It's your second point. The Lord disciplines those he loves. Discipline. What does the Lord know? If they remain under the guidance of these bad shepherds, it will drive them away from the Lord. It will drive them away, and they will end up in one place. Hell. Not the heavenly pastures of our Lord. And the Lord loves the people. He loves the sheep. He loves the flock so much. What is he willing to do? Discipline them. Parents, you know that discipline is loving you know that when your child does something that is wrong, you discipline them because you love them. And you want them to grow up to be uh, successful people in society. You want them to grow up to be good Christian men and women. And in order to do that, you have to discipline them. And it's out of a place of love. And that's what the Lord does for his people. He disciplines those he loves. And he scatters them out of the bad influences that are influencing them. Out of the bad shepherds that are shepherding them away from him. He loves you that much that he will discipline you and scatter you if he has to. He will let you hit rock bottom. He will let you live with anxiety and fear and being overwhelmed if you're going down the wrong path. He will let you and scatter you, maybe from where you're living, He will scatter you if it means you will get out from the control of the bad shepherds over you because he loves you that much. Because it's a matter of life and death. Not just physical death, but eternal. And so he's willing to discipline you to scatter you. But that same message, that God scatters you, he also has a message of love, doesn't he? He says, I will go and gather them. I will be their shepherd. I will place good shepherds over them. He says, yes, I scatter them, but I'm going to go get them. And I'm going to bring them back. The same message that's law is gospel, isn't it? It's good news. The Lord drives them away out of love, and he says, I'm going to bring them back. And I'm going to place shepherds over them. And notice what they will no longer be. They will no longer be afraid or terrified, nor will any be missing. They will no longer be afraid, terrified, and and no one will be missing. Because the Lord says, you failed shepherds, I'm stepping in because I love my flock so much. And then he promises to send the shepherd. Here's what we're told. The days are coming, declares the Lord, When I will raise up for David a righteous branch, a king who will reign wisely and do what is right and just in the land. In his days Judah will be saved and Israel will live in safety. This is the name by which he will be called, the Lord our righteous Savior. God promises that he's going to send the branch, the righteous branch from King David. King David's family line is going to get cut down to a stump and it's going to look dead because for all intents and purposes it was. But from that stump comes life. The Lord, our righteous branch. And he will be completely different than the rest of these shepherds that were over the people. He would rule in justice. He would rule with righteousness doing what is right. He wouldn't call evil good and good evil. He wouldn't be unjust but carry out justice in the land so that those who are oppressed will go ahead and get justice. But he not only would do what is right, he would be right himself. Not only in his outward actions, but in his heart. There's an incredible interaction between Jesus and the Pharisees, the Jewish religious leaders, in the Gospel of John. Where Jesus stands before them and he, and he says, Who of you can accuse me of sin? Could you ever imagine doing that? <laughs> Standing up here, let's just say today, I, I had you come up here. Could, would you ever stand here and say, Who of you could accuse me of sin? I don't think any of us would do that because every single hand would shoot up and say, I could. But Jesus said that. And no one could accuse him of sin because he was completely righteous in every single way. But he wasn't just righteous for himself. He's the Lord, our righteousness. What does that imply? You and I aren't righteous on our own. In fact, we don't even have a little bit of righteousness. Romans chapter 3, there's no one who does good. There's no one righteous, no one who does good. None of us have righteousness on our own. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And yet Jesus is our righteousness. Isaiah 53 We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 God made Jesus, who had no sin, to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God it is through Jesus that though we are sinners we are righteous before our God that though we fall short we are never short in God's eyes because Jesus is our righteousness he has fulfilled the laws demands on our behalf he is our perfect substitute he is our righteous branch he is our righteous Savior this is the message that you and I need this is the message that you and I need to be hearing on a regular basis. That we, Though we are sinners, we are saved by God's grace. Though we don't have righteousness, we are righteous before God because of Jesus. Though on our own we stray, our Savior comes to find us and bring us back and give us His righteousness so we can stand before God for eternity and live in the pastures of heaven. This is the message we need to be hearing. And it's this message that brings our heart peace, satisfaction, contentment, and joy. You want peace this Christmas. Peace isn't found in a perfect party, it's not found when you get that perfect gift. Peace is found, it's not even found because all the family's in one roof. Peace is found in knowing that you stand before God righteous, before Him, because of your Savior. You want joy this Christmas. It's found in the fact that you have a Savior who's made you righteous before your God. You want satisfaction. The Lord calls you His child. You want direction. You don't have to figure out and define who you are. You don't have to figure out who you are. The Lord has figured it out for you. He's given you your identity. You are His child, bought with the precious blood of Jesus, made righteous by our righteous branch. You want to live in confidence and not be fearful or worried about the future. Your righteous Savior has conquered the grave. You don't need to live in fear because even though you die, you will live. This is the message that we need to hear. I was talking with a gentleman on Friday, and his friend has lung and brain cancer. At the end of the day, Be you doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, following your own heart doesn't matter when that message comes. At the end of the day, define who you are. It doesn't matter when you have brain and lung cancer. But what does matter? The Lord, our righteousness. The Lord, our righteous Savior, has redeemed us. The Lord, our righteous Savior, has saved us. The Lord, our righteous Savior, has given us his righteousness so we can live forever in the pastures of heaven and never die again. That's the message we need. And the Lord gives it to us. Not only in Jeremiah chapter 23, but what does he provide for the people? I'll provide shepherds who care for the flock. He provides pastors who bring this message to God's people, the flock, on a regular basis. Listen for their message. Discern what they're saying. Are they leading you to your Savior, who is the Lord of Righteousness? who is the Lord, your righteous Savior. If so, follow them, listen to them, be guided by them as they point you to the shepherd and overseer of your soul who has redeemed you and made you his own. That's the message you need. And it's this message I will bring you peace, hope, confidence, and satisfaction this Christmas season. May God be with you as you follow the shepherd, and you will have peace. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we praise and thank you for loving us so much that you are willing to scatter us, to discipline us, uh, if it means that we get out from under the bad shepherds that we're following, uh, so that we follow the good shepherd, Jesus. Uh, It's through him that we hear the message of righteousness, that though we're sinners, uh, you have made us righteous through the blood of Jesus, so we stand in forgiveness. We thank you that we're no longer fearful, we don't have to live in confusion, being lost, but you have found us and you've given us direction in life. You've given us guidance and uh, wisdom on how to uh, follow you. Continue to be with our hearts. Our hearts are prone to wander, uh, but we want to follow you and you want us to follow you. So continue to guide us and lead us as we follow our shepherd Jesus until we, that day when we get into the heavenly pastures uh, where we get to live without fear forever because death has been conquered. Uh, we thank you for our shepherd Jesus. We thank you for the shepherds that bring this message. Continue to guide us and lead us so that our hearts are at peace, filled with joy and satisfaction once again this Christmas. In your name we pray. Amen.